Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone. I hope all is well. I uh, w- would like to begin today with the regular shear from uh, starting with purity of speech, Chavetz Chaim, as we say uh, all the time, and to remind ourselves every day, today, this moment, now, wherever we are, uh, to try and focus on positivity, to try and focus on uh, the good things. Um, and again, just to remind us all that even when things are difficult and we might feel negative, we might be thinking negative thoughts, uh, to sort of accept that as well, which is part of learning to be uh, positive, is accepting the fact that I am negative, um, that I have negative thoughts now, uh, the fact that I am uh, struggling now, whatever situation you're in, um, to accept that. Um, uh, we, we even speak about not, not so much accepting it, because that's a high level, just sort of not, not rejecting it and sort of being okay. It's okay that I have negative thoughts. It's okay that not everything is perfect. It's okay that uh, you know my mother makes me nervous, my father makes me upset, uh, my siblings... Uh, my house situation, my the corona situation, uh, my life, my um, whatever it might be, that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and that's the beginning of positivity is that not everything has to be um, so good and not everything has to be exactly the way I think it needs to be. And, you know, and that's okay. And even if I have trouble being positive, that's okay also. Uh, so you're good either way, however, however you slice it, um, you're okay with that. Um, and even if you're not okay with that, that's okay also. Okay. Um, uh, and, and the reason we start with this is Lashon Hara, as we say all the time, Lashon Hara is, um, someone, uh, actually just, uh, did in Masil Yisharim, we learned, um, where it says that Lashon Hara, Kola Masapa Lashon Hara, anybody who speaks Lashon Hara, Right, the Chazal, the Gemara says, um, is ki'ilu kafar be'ikar, uh, which fits beautifully um, because it means that a person doesn't have the amuna, right? Someone who, right, the, the Gemara says that anybody who speaks Lashon Hara, um, the Gemara in Baba Basra, kuf samachay, kol hamasapa Lashon Hara, ki'ilu kafar be'ikar, right? Somebody who speaks Lashon Hara is he's di- denying Hashem. Why? Because uh, he he's lacking, um, the person is lacking emuna. Um, why? Because the the reason something happened is because Hashem wanted it to happen, and the reason it's not the person who's the problem. It's not me that I'm the problem. It's not uh, whatever it is that's that's the problem. It's Hashem is the one who is making this all happen. And the more we're okay with that, the more we. Uh, take away our negativity um, from things because this is the way it's supposed to be. And that's it. We don't run the world. Uh, Hashem runs the world as we see. Um, Very clearly, Hashem runs the world. Um, And uh, Hashem runs my world. That's, That's, it's much easier for a person to say Hashem runs the world than it is to say Hashem runs my world. Um, And He's in charge. And he calls the shots. Okay, so uh, Hashem will help each and every one of us to be machazik, um, especially during these times 
where there's an extra strength that we all need. Um, as we are wherever we are, uh, more private, more um, um, uh, levad, more alone um, than, than usual. Um, and Hashem will help us to, that, that we can draw strength not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to be involved in any Lashon Hara, especially as today is a, is a very appropriate, day 8, page 35 in Purity of Speech, causing humiliation, talking negatively about someone's family. We're not allowed to talk negatively about someone's family, including your own family. I heard that Moshe's parents are dishonest, right? You can't say that. Leah's family is arguing over their father's inheritance. Right? You're not allowed to say that. Now, talking about your own parents the same way, your own family the same way. Now, I just want to mention, I know it's a little bit difficult because I'm just giving a straight um, sheer, and it's not really, usually we have the forum to talk these things out, and I'm sure many have questions, um, many of you have questions. So I just want to say something out that's very important. Um, especially that we're home with our families. You know, if you could talk to a sibling, if you're having difficulty with your family um, or you're having difficulty and you want to talk out and, and you're having challenges with your mother, your father, your children, who, wh- wh- whatever stage you're in, your spouse, your, your sisters, brothers, whoever it is, if you do have a, a sibling or a parent or a child or someone who you could talk out to help you understand your parent better, and to share, to say, you know what, mommy's this way, daddy's this way, our son's this way, you know, our siblings, this sibling is, and obviously we're talking in the, in the, with the kavana, with the intention to fix ourselves and to understand ourselves and to be, look at the situation better, then that's obviously okay, Uh, more than okay, Um, it's encouraged to talk it out, and obviously everyone has to know themselves whether they're doing this to knock the other person or they are actually um, doing this to help themselves. Sometimes it feels a little weird, um, especially if you're Makbid on Lashon Hara, which everyone is, um, list for sure listening, and Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people in general, are very Makbid on not speaking Lashon Hara. Um, so sometimes it's difficult, it feels strange to talk out these things with with somebody because you feel guilty, like I'm talking bad about someone. But but in truth, um, if you can uh, say you're doing it for constructive purposes, and and the person you're talking to, you know, is doing the same thing, and they're connecting, you're connecting, and it's helping you. It's a it's a wonderful thing to do. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zocha, uh, not to speak any lashon hara today, um, every day. Um, us and all the Jewish people, we should be zocha to be positive as much as we can, as much as we can. As I saw a great quote on the chat that someone put put out, that someone put put from Rabbi Kalish, that he says uh, negativity kills more people than Corona, uh, which was a great quote, um, and it's true. Um, obviously, lashon hara and being negative um, is is our problem, and something that we all want to fix and are trying to fix. Um, and that actually is in our hands uh, that we can do. So Hashem should help us all, will help us all to not speak any Lashon Hara today, every day, us and all the Jewish people. Um, 
I, I want to uh, discuss um, and just say over um, two quick stories um, that I think are very relevant, uh, stories that I think uh, most of you know, might have heard, um, but I think it's very important to chazer them over, to review them. Um, and I'm really dedicating um, this uh, shear and the story and this concept um, to one of the uh, a very, very special person, um, Shuli Samuels, for, um, for um, calling me up and talking to me the other day um, because he is somebody... Uh, I mean, it's incredible even just to mention this, somebody who since his bar mitzvah never missed a minion. Um, he never missed a chakras. Um, and uh, he called me up in tears and in pain. He gave me permission, uh, obviously, um, to, to share this with everybody, um, that he um, uh, can't have him with a minion, and he didn't know what to do. Um, and he, I spoke to him today. We were in touch today after he... I think it was his first day that he didn't daven with a minion for chakras since his bar mitzvah for five years straight. And I dedicate this shir to him. Um, and, and the reason I, um, I, I'm doing that is because I was so inspired. Um, he said he was crying. Um, first of all, just the fact that he didn't miss a minion since, didn't miss chakras since his bar mitzvah is incredible. Um, and that Hashem is giving him this nisayon um, and giving many of us this challenge um, similar where we want to do something and we want to accomplish something and we want to uh, do what it is. And Hashem is saying, putting up a stop sign. And he's saying, I don't want you to do this. Um, and, and my dedication to this and my message uh, today, this evening, whenever you're listening um, and that message is a hard message for us to hear, especially in our generation, where we live in a generation where everybody wants to, um, Baruch Hashem, we're able to do what we want. We could fly places where we want to. We could eat when we want to eat, what we want to eat. We can live the life that we want to live, uh, do whatever we can. There's, there's a major, major flexibility that we have. And even when it comes to Ruchnias, even when it comes to Avodah Hashem, we have. You want to learn Dafyomi. You can go listen to this shir. You could go online and get this and Torah anytime. And you can go eat at this restaurant. And you could go do this. We're, we, there's such a flexibility. Hashem has given us such a freedom and such a luxury to daven many minyanim, to do things. Right, what's that joke? The joke they say that... Um, okay, yeah, it's actually not... Uh, not, it doesn't really uh, fit, but I'll say it anyway about the, the, the city that had only 10 people um, and no one ever missed a minion. The second one, one, 10 men were in the city. The second one, one man moved into the city. So uh, another 11th person came in. So uh, th- then the next day, no one showed up thinking that they're going to have the other 10 people there. Right. But what, what, what's the point? I just said that over because I... Uh, because uh, it, it reminded me that, Baruch Shem, we live in a time where there's so much luxury of, of davening and learning and, and, and for whatever reason, and we don't understand this at all. We have no concept of understanding why these things happen. Zero. It's, it's so deep, uh, deeper than, the, than anything we can imagine. And that is that 
Um, Hashem, for whatever reason, doesn't want us to continue like that for now. He doesn't want it to be that we're flexible. And He wants us to not be able to go to Minyan. He wants us to be able to stay at home. He doesn't want us to get together to learn. I mean, there are people who are mentioning, you know, not saying Kaddish for their family, for family members. I remember myself, you know, when I was, when I was in Avelos for my father a few years ago, and it was like every day, you know, you say Kaddish and you go to Shul and you daven with a minion and you say Kaddish and it's, you daven for the Amud and it's like, it's so, it's so, besides obviously the Ruchnias, it's so part of the, the uh, Aliyah's Neshama, it's part of the, ther- it's so therapeutic, it's so amazing that Hashem set it up that that's what we're supposed to do. And then you have people who can't do that now. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and, and, and it's the hardest thing in the world not to be able to do. And it's not that we, we can't do. It's the hardest thing that we can't do good things. That's, that's what's hard. Um, w- w- here are the stories. These are the stories that maybe we could get a lesson to. And, and the first one is the famous story with Rav Zish. I'm going to say it over quickly because I know many of you know it, but we have to say it over um, the Rebbe of Zisha, we were just, Baruch Hashem, we're zochah to be by him for his yard site um, in the Kever in Anapoli. So Beschus, the Rebbe of Zisha, when he was in jail with his brother, Rebelli Melech, the Noim Melech, Rebelli Melech from Lezhensk, they were in jail together, and Rebbe Zisha was crying um, because they weren't able to learn. Um, they weren't able to learn. I'm sorry, the story goes that they were put into jail and they were fine. They were together, they're learning, they're dancing, they're singing. All the Goyim and all the people around were like, well, these Jews just be quiet. They're, they're making a ruckus in jail. But the Rebbe of Zisha and Rebbe Melech were fine. They're learning Torah, they're davening, they're dancing, they're just having, they're fine. One of the guards overheard from somebody, they said, oh, if you put some uh, um, uh, excrement, some tsoa, some urine, in a bucket, so they're not allowed to daven and learn. That's one of their laws. So they were all excited because they got they brought this bucket into the jail, and all the goyim around were all excited. Finally, it's quiet. It's quiet, and that uh, they can't learn. So Ravzusha starts crying, right? And it's quiet to all the jailmates, the other people in jail. Like finally, these Jews will just keep down their ruckus. And Reb Zusha starts crying. Rebelli Melech says to him, why are you crying? He says, I can't, I can't learn. That's why I'm crying, right? Sruli, sruli, right? Same thing. I can't go to Minyan. I can't go to Minyan, right? I'm crying. I can't do my regular thing. I'm crying. So Rebelli Melech says, why are you crying? Because I can't do what Hashem, Hashem wants me to do. So Rebelli Melech says, what does Hashem want? Why does Hashem want you to learn? He wants you to learn because... Because it brings him nachas ruach, because he wants you to learn. That's what he wants from you. He wants you to daven. That's what he wants from you. So you're doing what Hashem wants. It's not what you're doing. It's not the davening. It's not the learning. Hashem doesn't need our davening. Hashem doesn't need our learning. It's a different discussion. Hashem doesn't need that. Hashem wants us to daven. He wants us to learn. So if Hashem says, I don't want you to daven, I don't want you to learn... So then you're fulfilling the will of Hashem by not davening. You're fulfilling the will of Hashem by not learning. You're fulfilling the will of Hashem by, by not doing 
what you're supposed to be doing. It's incredible. It's incredible. So finally, Rabzusha starts dancing. He's like, oh my goodness. And he starts dancing and dancing and saying, thank you, Hashem, that I can't learn. Thank you, Hashem, that I can't daven. And he's dancing around the bucket, saying, thank you, this bucket. It's not the bucket that stopped me. It's Hashem that stopped me. It's not the corona. It's, the, it's Hashem. It's not the doctors. It's not the epidemic. It's not the, what the, 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 it's not the government. It's, it's Hashem saying, I don't want you to go to shul. I don't want you to say Kaddish. I don't want you to say Amen Yehoshim Rabbah. I don't want you to. For whatever reason, we have no idea why not. But while we're macabre that, we accept that. That is the greatest Nachas Ruach. That's the greatest. One of the, 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 the Svara behind that a little bit is because it's more pure. It's more pure. Rachmana Libabai. What Hashem wants is He wants our hearts. He wants our heart. And we don't understand why sometimes Hashem takes away the action. But, but all we're left with is our heart. And that pain, that, those tears, surely, that surely cried, and that all of us, that pain that we can't do what we want to do, that pain and that yearning is more chashiv, is greater than, than, the, than actually davening with a minion, than actually doing these things. It's incredible. The second story, and this is very appropriate for the season, for Pesach. Many of you have heard this story also from me, but it's, it's just an amazing story. This person was preparing uh, hundreds of years ago in the time of the Chose from Lublin in Poland in, the, in uh, probably the 1700s. Um, I know the exact dates, but the early Hasidim um, during that time, and he was preparing for the Seder for months, preparing for his children, for his family, nights and nights, two, three nights before he's up the entire night, uh, you know, pshatim and learning and stories, and he can't wait, he can't wait to go ahead and to give over this beautiful Seder. He gets the first night, he's there, and he tells his wife he's dizzy, he's not feeling so well, he just wants to lay down for a few minutes because he's just wiped from the last week, from the last months, just preparing, preparing. Next thing he knows, he jumps out of bed and he runs, he looks at the clock and it's three o'clock in the morning. His kids fell asleep, his wife fell asleep, he fell asleep, he missed the entire first night Seder. He starts crying, he runs, he wakes up his wife. Remember, you're talking about three o'clock in the morning, after chatzos, nothing. He's got to do the dalad kosos. He's got to do kiddush. He wakes the kids up. He brings everyone to the table. He runs. He's 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 in pain, pain you can't imagine. The the biggest night, one of the biggest nights of the year, and he missed the whole seder. And he quickly makes make quickly makes kiddush. Quickly eats matzah. Quickly goes through. He runs through the seder. He had the worst. Seder of his life. He didn't even have a Seder. The kids were half sleeping. His wife was, uh, everyone's at uh, three, four in the morning, rushed through. Terrible. Terrible. He felt terrible the entire day. Second night, whoa, what a Seder he had. 
Second night, they started on time, and he's singing, and he's dancing, and the kids, and it's the perfect Seder that he was waiting for. He couldn't wait, couldn't wait. Ah, I got my perfect, that Seder that I wanted to have. Oh, that sort of was like a tshuva for him. I did tshuva on the Seder that I couldn't have the night before, that I rushed through, that I was in so much pain. A month later, he goes to visit his Rebbe, the Chayzeh from Lubin. The reason the Chayzeh was called Chayzeh is because he was able to see Chozeh's Malashen Chazon, to, to see, to be, able to, to be able to perceive beyond. So the Chayzeh, one of the biggest tzaddikim, was able to see the Neshama. As this Jew walks in, he sits down, he says, Oh, I see the Pesach Seder. I see that it's by you, I see it's on you. And the Jew, the Yid, uh, like, you know, you know, put, puts his, uh, you know, takes his jacket and feels all good. He's patting himself on the back. Yeah, I know, I know. And he says, yeah, that second Seder was out of this world. And the rebel looks at him and says, no, not the second Seder, the first Seder. And he says, the first Seder? What are you talking about? And the rebel says, you think Hashem needs all of your your big tunes and your and your singing and your dance. Think that's what Hashem wants? Rahman Alibaboy. Hashem wants your heart. Hashem wants your yearning. Hashem wants your frustration. Hashem wants your your desire to be close to him. Your desire to want to come close to him. That's what he wants. He doesn't need what we do. That's for us. And a deeper level is that Hashem wants us to think about Him. You know, they say that story of one of the one of the Rebbe's, the Ger Rebbe. They say that he once told one of his Gabayim, uh, who was going to Switzerland, he told them to. I've heard different versions of this story. I just read it recently in Ramaylech uh, Biederman uh, from the Ger from the Beis Yisrael. He sent his Gabay to when his Gabay was going to Switzerland, and he told him, "Could you buy me a watch?" And uh, the, the Gabai the whole entire time was looking for a watch, looking for a watch, looking for a watch the whole time in Schweiz and Switzerland. And he couldn't find them a watch. He was there for a couple weeks and he was so upset when he came back. He, he, was, he was embarrassed to be with the Rebbe because he was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't find a, a good watch for the Rebbe. And when he came, the Rebbe opened up a drawer and he showed him he has hundreds of watches. He had a lot of watches. And he said to the, his Gabai, he says, you think I wanted your watch? I didn't want your watch. I wanted you to think about me the entire time. So Ramaylech says, so to the Neshama, after 120, right? The Neshama is put into this world. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we miss here and we miss there. We don't do this right. We don't do that right. We don't do this right. We do this wrong. After 120, a person gets nervous. Okay, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? I messed up here. I didn't accomplish this. I didn't do this. But, but, but then the din on us is going to be much better than we think. You were frustrated that you couldn't do this. This bothered you that you couldn't do this. You were upset that you couldn't do this. So you were thinking about me the whole entire time. That's all Hashem wants from us. It's all Hashem wants from us. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha. Hashem will help us. He is helping us. Like I said yesterday, the, the shir before, 
This is a, a time of closeness to Hashem. There's a time, for whatever reason, that Hashem is putting us, all of us, Kalal Yisrael as a whole, and it should be a schus for everyone who needs a refuah from this corona, and everyone who needs a refuah in general, in general, from, from, from whatever they're suffering from, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it is, spiritually, that this should all be a schus, us listening to these words, us, us learning together, even though we're, it's Bein Azman and we're trying to be Machazik, trying to get through the day, trying to get through whatever it is, we're all strengthening ourselves, that it should be a schus for everybody. Hashem will help us to recognize, and thank you truly, and I mean that, I can't tell you, I can't begin to tell you uh, what an inspiration is, not just truly, there are many others, but truly, it hit me very strong, um, and here's, uh, I, I was the one who told him. I told him, you, you can't daven with a minion. It was hard for me to do that also. But I know that, I told him, Amir Tashem, when we, he davens back with a minion, he'll, he'll, the streak continues even stronger. It's not about the streak. It's about his dedication to Hashem. That's what it's about. It's, a, it's about our dedication to Hashem. It's about, we're dedicated. What we fall, we fall down, we get back up. We fall down again and we get back up. And we struggle and we get back up. And we keep on going and we keep on going. And, and you know what? It's not about whether you're up or whether you're down. It's about your, your, what's in your heart that you're, you're, you're thinking of Hashem. And you want to be close to Hashem. And you want to do the right thing. Hashem will help us all to uh, not worry about whatever we've done in the past. Not worry about our Averis. Not worry about our shortcomings, but to be thankful that we are uh, wanting to please Him and wanting to be good Jews and good people. And through that, we'll be zocha to an amazing day, an amazing evening, an amazing afternoon. Thank you for listening.